At the outset, nothing in this podcast should be interpreted as legal advice. Further, the views or opinions expressed in this podcast do not represent those of the university. Please email campbelllawreporter at email.campbell.edu for any media inquiries and third-party distributions. Welcome to the Campbell Law Reporter Podcast. This legal podcast strives to expand Campbell University's mission to lead with purpose by reporting with purpose. We hope to breathe new life into the dusty reporters on the shelves by reporting the content through captivating discussions. Our mission is to provide current and interesting reporting on legal topics affecting today's professionals. Listeners can expect to hear from various hosts throughout the year. Welcome, listeners, to this newest installment of the Campbell Law Reporter. My name is Bryant Purnell, and I'm your host for today. I'm here with Campbell University School of Law, Dean Richard Leonard, along with 3L Lindsay Reedy and 3L Carly Spencer. Thank you for coming here today and representing the Innovate Capital Business Law Clinic at Campbell University School of Law in its first year. First, I would like to say thank you all for taking the time out of your busy schedules to be here today. We really appreciate it. Dean Leonard, I'd like to start with you if that's okay. That'd be great, Brian. Thanks for letting me talk. Yes, sir. (laughs) Please take a moment to introduce yourself and tell us how you ended up in the position that you're in and anything else you have about the legal field. Sure. So I'm Rich Leonard. I'm remarkably finishing my seventh year as Dean here at Campbell, which is precisely twice the average tenure of law things in America today because these are exhilarating jobs, but they're also relentless jobs and they wear people out uh, pretty quickly. But I'm uh, still flying high and still having a good time. And uh, how I got here, in a sense, um, this job is what I thought I would do at the start of my career before I took a 40-year detour. Graduated from Carolina, I got a master's in education. I thought I would be an educator. And even law school fed into that because in those days, the president of the university, the chancellor of Carolina, the president of Duke, everybody running higher education in North Carolina was a lawyer. And I thought, well, I'll go get a law degree. Uh, so I did, and I was lucky enough to get into Yale and had some time in New Haven. And coming home was harder than I thought it would be. Uh, North Carolina was a much more parochial place in those days than it is today. And frankly, the local firms were suspicious about <laughs> why I left home to go north of the law school. Uh, so the only way back really was a clerkship. Uh, and I walked into clerking for a wonderful uh, federal district judge here in Raleigh, Frank Debris, for whom I had the pleasure of naming a courtroom here at the law school as my tribute to him, uh, and walked into his courtroom the first day of my clerkship and just flipped my life and said, wow, this is really cool. (laughs) If I can do this, I think I'm going to do this for a while. (laughs) Uh, And I did. And I had a long career in the federal court, starting as a clerk of court and then a magistrate judge and then a bankruptcy judge and thought that's how it ended my days. And Literally in the spring of 2013, 
this elegant lady cold called on me in my chambers and said, uh, have you ever thought about being a law school dean? And I said, not one moment. <laughs> and she said, well, uh, the search committee for the new, uh, for the deanship at Campbell's asked me to come see you to see if you would be interested. And I said, ma'am, look around. I mean, I'll have the nicest chambers in the world. <laughs> I can be here the rest of my life. Uh, I don't think I'm going anywhere. Um, and she kept coming, and she was persuasive. And I did think, well, if I was ever going to do anything else, I'd go back to what I thought I would do someday and try to run an educational institution. So seven years later, here I am. We're so glad to have you here. So speaking of education and Campbell Law, we have a new business law clinic. We do, and I'm so proud of it. I mean, you know, I said at my investiture seven years ago almost that, you know, Dean Essery put the law school on her back and moved it from Bowie's Creek to Raleigh, and now my job was to embed the law school in Raleigh in every possible way, using every connection I had or could make. Uh, to give the students here the richest possible experience and take advantage of the fact that we are in one of the most exciting dynamic cities in the world right now. It's all around us. So, And I know, um, I see my job as the dean is keeping the balance between the substantive and the experiential right for all of you. Uh, And we're not going to back away from the substantive curriculum we have here. We think it prepares you for the bar. We think it prepares you for the practice. And And frankly, we think lawyers need to be well-grounded in a whole variety of topics. I think it's embarrassing for a lawyer who doesn't know the rules about wills and estates or doesn't know what Article Two is because those (laughs) were optional classes where they went to law school and they didn't take them. I mean, we just don't feel that way. So certainly as a judge, I don't feel that way. I wanted a lawyer who could walk into the courtroom and even if they didn't practice in an area, they had some familiarity with the basic rules that came out of that area. So we're proud of that, but we also pride ourselves on being a practical law school and teaching real skills, both in our advocacy curriculum and in our externships, and for me, the clinics, because the clinics are really where you get to go out and practice law. I mean, you meet real clients with real problems, and you're working with very skilled clinic directors who know exactly what they're doing, and take it very seriously. They have to because you're working under their law license. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You're in trouble. They're very careful about the advice that you give uh, to your clients. So I did set about trying to expand those opportunities for our students when I got here. But the truth is, as Dean, I run a $22 million business, and clinical education is by far the most expensive education that we offer because the ratio of faculty to student is so small. So if you look at the per student instructional cost of a clinic, it vastly exceeds anything else we do here. It's worth it, but I have to figure out where those resources are coming from. And for our bankruptcy clinic and our community law clinic, I was able to tap a big donor who gave me the seed money and then use his name to go out and uh, get more money. And, And that's really been the seed funding for those clinics and it continues to be. Uh, I wanted to break into this entrepreneur space for three or four years. I've been meeting with Jason Wyden at HQ Raleigh. Uh, I've been talking to uh, the folks who run the business law clinic over at NC State about their model. They just fund that out of university operations, though, and I just didn't have operational money to do it with. 
So I never could quite find my angel investor for this one. And a couple of years ago, I thought, well, you know, some of these law firms who work in this area, you know, maybe the naming rights to this clinic would be uh, worth a lot to them. And they give me a significant discount in what they would uh, charge to be my clinic directors. And I created a model and actually had three big law firms bidding to do it at one point. I had a lot of interest in that. And what had happened is that two of the top lawyers uh, in the state in this area, Benji Jones and Jim Berdonick, had just pulled out of Wharton Smith uh, to uh, start their own small firm. And they thought uh, that launching a business law clinic and, and, and make it clear they're not connected. I mean, they're very, we've been very clear with the state bar and the ethics folks about the rules for the clinic are very different from the rules for the law firm. And clinic is not a feeder for their law firm, but it is name recognition. And that's really what uh, they were interested in this community. Ms. Jones has a record here. She'd been a very successful adjunct professor at the law school for several years and got great teaching reviews. So we knew that she had the ability and the skills to come in here and really do it. Uh, so I talked with them. I talked, you know, Jason was very good about giving a space and a, a cut rate down at HQ that we can work out of. And, and we've been able to you know, cut a deal that works for everyone. And I think, you know, uh, Lindsay and Carly can tell me how it's really going, but uh, the reports I get are that it's been going pretty well. So I would echo how well it's going. Dean Leonard is on the right track. He may not have um, spoken to us specifically about what's been going on, but I know he's been in touch with the clinic directors. And so one of the things about the clinic is we're helping entrepreneurs in this space locally, but it's also a class for the students that are involved. So once a week we do a class and something that we were actually talking about this week is how we go to this class and we're overwhelmed with the information and we don't know what they're talking about half the time. We're ferociously taking notes and honestly, we'll go home and think, I don't even know what I don't know about corporate law. <laughs> and then we get lucky. No, it's not even luck. It's the, the beauty of the clinic. Then we have our clinic hours. We meet our clients and all of this crazy information that they've given us in class starts to make sense. And we get to connect the dots and see how what they're teaching us, though it makes no sense to us at the time, <laughs> we're able to apply it. And that's what's so beautiful about these clinics. Right. And I would just echo what Carly said in that I can only speak for myself, not my colleagues. But at the beginning of the semester, we kind of felt like we're drinking water out of fire hose with all of this information coming in. But what is so wonderful about having Benji and Jim as not only the clinic directors, but our mentors is they teach us the substantive law, but then they walk us through how do we apply that to what our clients are going through and how can we address the problems that they're currently dealing with? So it's been this wonderful experience of learning both substantive information as well as practical skills. And so I wanted to ask you, Dean Leonard, what do you think the importance of entrepreneurship in this community and Raleigh as a place to do experiential learning and to experience different types of law in different areas of business? Well, we're next door to Research Triangle Park. We have three major research universities surrounding us. Uh, we have all the state government. Uh, so much of the job growth that's happening in this area is coming out of this rich entrepreneurial community. And 
that's not going to change and that frankly is where lawyers need to have the skills uh, to get involved and to uh, be able to participate and help. I think those are really where a lot of the jobs are going to come and I think I think y'all are already finding that the experience you're having these clinics are, is helping you when you get out in the market and start Absolutely. explaining to people what you're able to do now and what you've learned. What Dean Leonard said about it really paying off in the real world for us is so true. And I know Lindsay just got a job, so she can talk about that and how this has played into it. I won't steal her thunder on that. But it's amazing just seeing that it's so much more than law, if that makes sense, because this is someone's business that we're helping them create. And to an extent, it's their dream. It's their baby. It's what they're working for. And so not only are we helping them with the legal side of it, but we're helping them create their business. And that's something that's pretty incredible. And what we've been seeing in the clinic is it's more than just law. We need to understand the finances behind it, the numbers, which lawyers usually hate. (laughs) Because the more we understand that, the better advice we can give them going forward and be more than just their attorney. We can be a confidant. We can be a counselor and an advisor to them on how to best grow their company because we do have that unique perspective as a corporate lawyer to look beyond just the contracts and incorporation and all of those things into how can you grow your business. We want to be a part of that. And so that's been crazy. I know we've been doing a lot of capitalization tables. And so we're learning how to better use Excel and how to use numbers. We can do it. As lawyers, we still have a chance to learn math. Yeah, absolutely. Just going back to Dean Leonard mentioning this experience helping us in, you know, quote unquote, the real world, learning how, as I mentioned earlier, the substantive law, but also the practical skills necessary to be a successful first year associate is invaluable. One of the things that I've mentioned is that I previously accepted a job and it's with Hill Law in Cary, North Carolina, and they work with a lot of startup companies and do some litigation. So what I'll be doing in the fall is exactly what I'm doing now. I'll be helping businesses grow into the next phase and helping entrepreneurs reach their dreams. And that's really exciting, not only the the substance of that, but also the fact that I'm applying things that I've learned in law school that not everyone in law school gets the chance to do. Very thankful. And I give a shout out to HQ for letting us use the space, but it's one of those, we live in a world where so much of what we do is behind a computer screen or behind a phone, and it's not one-on-one interaction. And so most of our clients we have gotten from an online portal. They fill out a survey so that we know if they qualify. But we have picked up clients from physically just being in HQ. And like they said, they come to our office. And, you know, we've had to tell some that they don't necessarily qualify. But we have taken on clients that we've met in person. And I'll tell you, they might not have been at the top of our list had they done the survey. Because all we see are the letters and the words that they have typed in for what they need. But we come in, we get to hear their vision for their company, hear their passion, and we get excited and we want to jump on board. So being an HQ surrounded by this business community and these entrepreneurs and these startups for them to come in and basically give us their elevator pitch 
And if they qualify, we have, like I said, I think we've taken on, to my knowledge, two that have kind of been walk-ins. That's right. It's so great that we can be at HQ and be around these people and pick them up in this way. Of course, my long-term plan is for y'all to buy the next Pendo. So <laughs> Absolutely. Started down at HQ and then went big, 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 and uh, remember where they got their start. <laughs> That's <laughs> our goal as well. Maybe include yeah. the law school in their initial stock offering. Yes, we've talked about that. We all plan on our client. Each one of us, one of our clients, are going to make it big, and we were going to be the start of their bright future. <laughs> yeah. Unlike Lindsay, I do not have a job yet. So, Carly, please hire me when you are <laughs> running a Fortune 500 company or something so. similar. <laughs> uh, but I think what you said is so important. You know, entrepreneurship, business, small business especially, um, startups, things like that. It's like the American spirit. It's the, the American dream. And it's such a great thing to witness that and to hear how positive y'all's experiences have been. And I, I think, too, you know, even if you can't take them on as a client, at least you can refer them to somebody. You can provide them with some kind of guidance in the most minimal way, at least. As you know, at Campbell Law, our focus is on leading with a purpose. So here at the Campbell Law Reporter, our focus is on reporting with a purpose. And I wanted to ask you, um, what does it mean to you personally to lead with a purpose? Well, people say, how long are you going to be dean? And I say, well... I actually plan to be dean until it's absolutely clear we're the dominant law school in North Carolina. And some friends have said, well, I think you're there. I said, I'm not sure. I think I better stay a little longer. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that doesn't mean we don't have, you know, we're not training folks to go across the country and world, but every law school finds its niche, and, and that's really ours. I think in the past seven years, you've done a really great job. And thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule and postponing your trip to Europe a few hours to come talk to us. No, no, I'm going to be on the plane. <laughs> no, I'm taking my 15-year-old with me. Uh, and we, uh, we're real excited because we, I scored the last two tickets to Hamilton in London tomorrow afternoon. Wow. That's going to be such a That is experience. going to be incredible. <laughs> so in about 24 hours, you'll be we'll watching be, We'll be watching Hamilton, yeah. Wow. We'll sleep deprived. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank y'all. At Campbell Law, as you both probably know, um, our focus on leading with a purpose. And here at the Campbell Law Reporter, our focus is on reporting with a purpose. So since I started with you last time, Carly, I'll start with you this time, Lindsay. Um, what does it mean to you to lead with a purpose? Well, when you ask me what it means to me to lead with a purpose, it takes me back to my childhood. I was blessed to grow up with parents who consistently drilled into us people first, put people first. So for me, the meaning of lead with purpose is take whatever you're doing, whenever you're doing it, whatever it is, and do it with a mindset that you put people first. And I feel very blessed to have been involved in a clinic as well as a law school where I see that motto lived out daily by our students, our faculty, and our administration. I couldn't agree more. I think it has impressed me since day one, just the kindness in the halls, you know, from the security officer to the janitor to Dean Leonard, you know, there's just a lot of put others first mentality, like you said. And I think that's awesome. And well said. 
Now, Carly, it's your turn. What does it mean to you to lead with a purpose? So my passion is servant leadership and leadership development. I have a minor in leadership development, which really doesn't mean anything to anyone except for people that went to Troy University where I graduated. But it was the most knowledge and the most practical skills that I learned in college were from that minor, the classes that I took. And the biggest thing, it's it's like Lindsay said, putting people first. The phrasing that I usually use is being others focused. And something that's incredible about Campbell is that that mindset. And like you said, the friendly people in the hallways from the students to the faculty to professors to security guards to the cleaning staff. That's what drew me to Campbell. I'm from Alabama and I had never heard of Campbell. And because of that, it would have been a lot cooler, I'm using air quotes again that you can't see, to tell my friends I was going to Alabama or Old Miss or Tulane for law school, places that they heard of and that were also SEC. Um, and so Campbell just didn't have that name recognition factor. And so it wasn't really on my radar until I came and visited. And to be honest, I was going to a different school when I visited. Fully was convinced I was going somewhere else and had already told my friends to come visit me there. So I come to Students Day, and it was the first law school I visited where I didn't hear over and over, we're family. We're a really big family here. And instead of that, I saw it, and I felt it. And I remember telling my mom when we were leaving, I said, I don't think I'll leave in three years with just a law degree. I think I'll leave as a better person because everything is others-focused here. And something that I think is incredible, you know, you're doing a podcast right now. Lindsay's here. She's in a clinic. There's people on trial teams and moot court and law review. And all of that is bigger than just ourselves because we're representing every alumni that has passed through these halls. We're representing future students. And so leading with a purpose is remembering it's bigger than you. It's bigger than me. And we have to think about the impact of every decision we make and all the things that we do while a student at Campbell because we are representing everyone before us and everyone that's going to come after us. And that is leading with purpose, in my opinion, especially as it relates to Campbell University School of Law. I think that was so well said, and I couldn't agree more. Um, especially in the modern time, today's age, we are all so, I want to say, with social media and with the internet and things, and as technology increases, we become so self-focused. And it's important to remember that your actions have impacts on others, and you're paving the way forward. I, I have very similar beliefs to what both of you said, but I think you both said it beautifully and individually and i can't tell you how much we've enjoyed having you on the podcast today thank you again for taking the time out of your busy schedules i know the clinic sucks up a lot of your time <laughs> so we're really happy you could be there it's um, been a pleasure yeah thank you for having us Absolutely. thank y'all and mm-hmm. so for our listeners if they have any questions or want to get their hands on more information or maybe want to stop by and visit at hq can you give us your contact information Absolutely. So the clinic itself is located at HQ Raleigh on South Harrington Street in downtown. But if they're trying to get a hold of one of our clinic directors, they can actually reach Benji at 919-673-4301. And if there is a small business that's listening or an entrepreneur who is wanting to get into the clinic, 
What you can do to apply is go to the Campbell Law website, search Innovate Capital, and the Innovate Capital Business Law Clinic page will pop up. At that point, you can scroll down and click on the view more information PDF and it'll tell you a little bit more about us and what our clinic does. It'll tell you more about our directors and our purpose. And then at that point, you can move forward in applying for the clinic. Awesome. Thank you so much. And again, thanks for being with us. My name is Brian Purnell and we are tuning out. Happy Hump Day. Roll camels. Thank you for listening to the Campbell Law Reporter podcast. We look forward to you joining us every other Wednesday at 7 a.m. for a new episode, which can be accessed through your preferred podcasting listening platform.